And because we were talking about freedom and studying freedom and, and getting an understanding of, of what liberty is, our liberty and our freedom came through our salvation. Amen? And so sometimes we talk about salvation and we say, yeah, accept the Lord in your heart and believe that he died for your sins and you will be saved. But we never really truly got in depth of what salvation is. There's more in salvation than what we truly understand and some people i've heard some people say they got saved and and they accepted christ they heard of the word of the lord got pulled on their heart and they said and they said i don't really know what i got myself into and it's important that we have the new convert class amen so they can break down what salvation is and i think that it's important if we're going out into community um next week at sister janine's house that we understand what god has brought us through amen so we can Tell our testimony in the months of the neighborhood. Amen? Amen. Amen. So we're getting into the word today and understanding our transformation testimony. Understanding our transformation testimony. Amen. Everybody happy? Everybody awake? Everybody good? Amen, amen, amen. All right. Understanding our transformation testimony. Okay, so salvation is a gift, amen, from Jesus. Are we, are we in agreement with that, amen? You don't have to work for it. It's free. It's there. Salvation, Jesus died for you. So now, the operation through salvation, the operation of the Holy Spirit upon a sinner is through repentance. When they ask for forgiveness, amen, um, then God begins to operate and move for their deliverance. All right. The Holy Spirit begins to move upon a sinner because they desire to repent and be set free from their sins. Okay. And one of the things is what we're going to look at today. All right. Let me, let me try to make that a little bit bigger. What we're going to be looking at today is what salvation brings justification, repentance, faith, conversion. Uh, regeneration, sanctification, filled with the Holy Ghost. I mean, we're not going to get through all of them. We're going to stop at conversion. But this is what salvation brings. Justification, repentance, faith, conversion, regeneration. Amen. Sanctification, filled with the Holy Ghost. These are the things. When you accept Christ in your life and salvation comes in your life, all these things begin to operate. And they begin to take flight and they begin to move and they begin to work in your life without you even knowing. This starts, this, it begins. All right. So let's look at what justification is. Justification removes the guilt of sin and restores us to all final rights as a child of God removes the guilt of sin and restores us to all final rights as a child of God the claims that Satan has placed on your life saying that you're no good and and making you feel guilty for the wrong you've done and hanging it over your head and telling you you'll never be right and you'll never change and and telling you what you did yesterday and, 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 and just keeping that stuff over your head. But justification, when you accept Christ in your life, God has justified you. 
and he removes the guilt of sin and he's restored you to your final rights and saying now you are a child of the most high see Satan wants to confuse us and he's confusing the world and he's confusing our community and it's saying that you have no part there's no place for you in God's sight because you are so dirty you are so wrong you are you are a sinner and you can't get close but salvation says you can be justified all right justification guilt of sin people feel so guilty you you think people some people you think that they're enjoying what they're doing but really deep down inside they are hurting they are filled with pain if you can look back of when you were in sin and doing the things you're doing there was a point in your life there was some place in your life maybe after you got done doing what you were doing maybe it was sometime you were sitting on your bed or sitting on your couch flipping to the TV you begin to look back at what you did yesterday and there was some kind of guilt that fell over your life I'm no good I'm not right the thing is, you didn't know how to get right. You couldn't find a way to change. So you kept doing what you kept, just kept doing and kept moving forward. And so we have to look at this and understand that now we are a child of God. And we have the rights as if you was birthed from God. Amen. That's what, is, that's what it means about being born again. Let's look at John chapter 1. Let's look at John. John chapter 1. And... John chapter 1, let's go to verse 12. Let's see. John chapter 1, verse 12. Let's start at verse 12. Amen. If you have it, say amen. John chapter 1, verse 12. It says, but as many as received him, to them he gave the right to become children of God, to those who believe in his name, who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. But as many as received him, to them he gave the right to become children of God. He gave you the right. He justified you. Jesus justified you with his blood. He gave you the right to be the child of the most high. Can you imagine that? Or someone giving you the right of, of, of a king? Or someone on the throne? Uh, uh, think about having a father that you never knew. Think, just think about this for a moment. You going through life and you're struggling. You're homeless. No food to eat. Can't find your way outside in the cold. And you belong to a father that has everything. And that father has been looking for you. 
Now all of a sudden, he finds you. And he's justified you and said, everything I have is yours. I might not have seen you for 20 to 25 years. You might have been homeless, but you are my son. You are justified. Saints, there are people living spiritually homeless, spiritually suffering, spiritually starving for a new way, for a new life. And they can't find their way out. And there's a father looking for him. He said, don't you know I died for you? Don't you know I set you free? Who is there to tell them the story? You know, there's people out there, there's, there's professional people that are out there actually look for people's fathers, right? Amen? There's people out there that actually, oh, there it is. There's people out there that actually look for your father or your mother if you do not know them. Amen? Saints, I, I would just like to believe that God called us, those who know who Christ is, God called us to go out and tell somebody, you have a father that loves you. You have a father that has everything. You have a father that has peace and love and joy and wants to give it all to you. All you have to do is come to him. All you have to do is come to him. Justification. What is repentance? Repentance, the work of God that brings results of a change of mind. Respect to our relationship to him. Within repentance, God brings the result of a change of mind. When you are in a place, when you're asking for forgiveness and you're sorry, God begins to work on your heart. If you remember when you were in sin and you was coming out, something was working on your heart. Something was changing your mindset. Something was changing your mind by something you heard. Something was changing your mindset and you had a heart of repentance of saying, I'm sorry, but you did not know who to say sorry to. You did not know who was going to save you from your addictions and who was going to bring you out of the wrong you were doing. And through repentance, Jesus wants a relationship with you. Let's look at Luke chapter 24, verse 46, starting in verse 46. It says, then he said to them, thus it is written, and thus it was necessary for the Christ to suffer and to rise from the dead the third day. And that repentance and remission of sins should be preached in his name to all nations beginning at Jerusalem. God was saying that repentance needed to be, pre be preached to all nations. Why? So he can begin the work and working in their heart to say you have a way out. You don't have to lie in the guilt of sin any longer. You don't have to lie in the guilt uh, uh, and the pressures and the burdens of life that are on your shoulder. You can have peace. You can have joy. You can have love. You can have everlasting life. You don't have to die. You can live again. All you have to do is repent and God begins to work on the heart of those who are lost. How many people on the throne you know that if you said sorry they would just set you free 
How many judges in Racine you know that just, you ain't got no lawyer? You just go up, I'm sorry. I'm sorry I was speeding. I'm sorry. Can you just take my ticket away? No. You got to pay that ticket. Right? How many judges you know or kings you know? You can, I'm sorry. No, you got to pay the price. Amen? But Jesus, on the throne, the king of kings, the Lord of lords, said, listen, I paid it already for you. I've got it done for you. All you have to do is come to me and say sorry, and the bill is paid. Under salvation, you are justified as a child of God, and through repentance, you're saved, and you're delivered, and you're set free from all the guilt of sin. Some people can avoid it a lot if they just say sorry. And ask Jesus to forgive them. How many people went through, how many things you probably went through, if you think back in your life, how many, if I would have just got saved sooner. Huh? Man, if I would have just, just said, sorry, Lord God, here I am. Uh, go back to the times when you was thinking about it, but you were like, ah, let me go back out on them streets. How many times you was thinking about it, like, nah, let me just party one more time. And that one more time just messed you up. Man, repentance, God begins to work through repentance and work on our heart and bring the change of mind of change. I need to change Jesus. That's what happened. I need to change Jesus. Something I ain't doing right. My mind is messed up. I'm confused. I'm depressed. I'm worried. I can't get nowhere. I'm angry all the time. I'm flustered. I can't can't seem to find my way. I can't seem to walk right. I can't talk right. God, I don't know what's going on, but through repentance, God began to work on your mind. And that's that's when it begins to say, I need to change. And when you say, I need to change, God began to work. God's begin to work. That's salvation. What does Second Peter say? Let's go to Second Peter chapter 3. And it says, The Lord is not slack concerning his promise, as some count slackness, but is long-suffering toward us, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. People need to know that God is long-suffering. People need to know that while they were in their sin, that God is waiting for them and he's calling on them. But if people don't hear the word of God, if we're not willing to go out and share the love of God, how will they know that God is sitting back and he's long suffering and he's waiting for someone to come? He's waiting for you to come and say, I died for you. You can be set free. The Lord is not slack concerning his promise. As some count slackness, but is long-suffering toward us. He's still waiting on us. If there's breath in your body, he's still waiting on us. If there's breath in your cousin, in your brother, in your auntie, in your sister, in your mama, in your daddy, if they still breathing, God is still waiting. So keep on praying. That God will touch their hearts and give them a change of mind. To say, Lord, I'm sorry. Somebody out there is tired. Somebody needs to know who can justify them. Somebody needs to know that they won't be judged, but they can come to God and say, God, forgive me.
There's a song out that says, uh, I think I said this before, there's a song out that says that you come to church and they will shove you and stab you in the back. And that's the mentality that the songs and the music is putting out there. You go to church, they're going to stab you in the back tell you no good. Jesus did not come to condemn the world. He came to show you another way. Another way to live so you don't be bound by this world. Showing you the right way to walk and to, and to talk. You've got to understand that there is a wrong way and there is a right way. And Jesus came to show us there is a right way out of the mess that we're in today. Out of the chaos. Somebody's out there tired. Somebody's out there looking for a way. Somebody's looking for a word from somebody Somebody's out there looking for somebody to say, stay encouraged. You can overcome. Somebody's looking out there for somebody to tell them their testimony of what God has brought you through. Somebody out there is looking for a way out. They might not be speaking it and they might not be saying it, but deep down inside, somebody is hurting and they're looking for a way out. Next on our list. Under salvation, we talked about being justified, being a child of God. We talked about repentance of how God moves through a change of mind, saying that I need to change. I'm sorry, God, forgive me. And then it moves into the faith. The Holy Spirit brings a conviction to the heart through the truth of the gospel. The Holy Spirit brings a conviction to the heart through the truth of the gospel. You heard someone or you saw a life change, but you have faith that Jesus can do it for you too. You saw somebody, you saw somebody change. You heard something about the word of God. You saw something. That's what brought you into the church. That's what brought you to the mindset of maybe I need to change. That's what brought you to the mindset to have enough faith to say maybe if I stand up out of my pew and say God forgive me for my sins that I can be changed too because I'm tired of the way I'm living and I want a new life. And so maybe if God if you did it for this brother and if you did it for that sister Lord I know you can do it for me. There is a faith there that you don't even know that you're saying, Jesus, you can do it. Set me free. Faith begins when you say, I'm sorry, God. Take me from this world. Take me out of this sin. I'm tired of who I am. I want to be more like you. Matthew chapter 9. Matthew chapter 9, verse 21 The, the woman in, in verse 21, chapter 9, verse, in, in verse 21. The woman who was with the disease of blood. For she said to herself, if only I may touch his garment, I shall be made well. Now, she heard about Jesus. She didn't seen his miracles. She didn't seen him move. She didn't heard about him. And, and she came. There was enough faith in her that says, maybe if I could just touch his garment, I can be made well. It began with faith. It began with her faith believing that Jesus can set her free. Somebody needs to know. Somebody needs to hear your testimony. Somebody needs to know when God healed you and when God brought you through cancer, when you were sick in your life and God removed it and it never came back, how God brought you through your addictions so they can say, maybe if I could touch his garment, 
so they can have enough faith to say, maybe if I can reach them, maybe if I can get to church on Sunday, I can get out of this stuff and God can set me free. Maybe if I can just hear Bible study or get to the church and hear the word of God, that I can stop going through what I'm going through and start making steps towards what is right. I need help. And somebody with a testimony said that Jesus did it for him. She must have heard something. Why was she so willing to touch his garment? Why was she so willing to take the faith to crawl through a crowd, meaning being stepped on, hands being stepped on, being hurt, but she's had enough faith to say, I know that this man can change me. When people hear your testimony, when people know what you've been through and what God has brought you through, it doesn't matter. They begin to stir up a faith. The Holy Spirit begins to stir up a faith in the unbeliever that says, Jesus can do it for me too that's why you find them coming on Sunday morning when you talk to them about the love of God that's why you see them pondering because it's the Holy Spirit it's not by because of what you say but it's the Holy Spirit that works through you She said, maybe if I could just touch his garment I shall be made well but Jesus turned around and when he saw her he said be of good cheer, daughter. Your faith has made you well. And the woman was made well from that hour. Faith. God will stir up faith in the unbeliever. If you are willing to tell the testimony of your life, if you're willing to share what God has brought you through, if you're willing to live the life that Christ is living. If you're willing to live right and be different from what the world is, they need to see a difference. They don't need to see you cussing and fighting and acting all out. They need to see something different. They need to see the change and say, I want what you got. I want what you got. Conversion. And I'm ending with this and we're going to continue next, next Sunday. Conversion is the process of change to become perfected. It is the act of God where he calls us to turn to him in repentance and faith. Meaning once you get saved and once you accept Christ in your life and, and you have the faith that God can change you and move you, God continually bring you back forth into the repentance and faith. It's a conversion. He continually work with you. Repentance and faith, repentance and faith. Because there is a time, because even though once you accept Christ in your life, you are not going to be perfect. Everything you do is not going to be on point. But as you walk with Christ, he will begin to change you. And as you walk through Christ and the mistakes you make, go back to repentance and faith and say, God, I'm sorry. I know you can wipe this sin away. Help me, God. Help me to change my life. I know you can. I believe it. I have faith. Because once you become saved and once you begin to see the work of God in your life, you have to start remembering of what God has done for you. You got to have the faith and begin to remember the victories that God, you brought me out of alcohol. You brought me out of this. You changed my mindset. I used to be confused. God, I'm headed toward the right direction. See, the enemy wants to hide all that good stuff. The enemy wants to hide all the stuff that God has brought you through. But Jesus brings you back to repentance and faith and reminds you, look what I have done for you. You might not be up here.
here and now you are here and you're working towards to get there keep moving in that direction your conversion is working I am perfecting your life I'm perfecting your life I'm perfecting your life this is the key saints of why we need to listen to God because there are people dying and there are people hurting and that's why we're going out to Sister Janine house because I just believe people are dying and people are hurting and we need to go out to the park and spread the love of God tell our testimony I want a few people telling their testimony I want a few people I want the praise praise team to be out there we want to sing songs and sing praise and worship I'm going to be asking for people to bring uh, uh, purchase some hot dogs and some burgers I'm going to need somebody to bring a grill I'm gonna, we're going to need help we're going to come together and spread the love of God within the community we have to do it I told you I can't just come in Sunday morning and preach no more. It's time for work. Amen. It's time for us to go out. Saturday is next week. Next week, Sunday after church is a good start to prepare for taste of grace. To get our minds prepared because there are going to be people on the street. They're going to be coming out. They're going to be coming around. And then when they come around on taste of grace on Saturday, tell them to come to church on Sunday. We have a church outside. Just come out. Just come out your front door. If you sit on your porch, you're going to hear church. Just sit out your porch. You ain't just you leave your pajamas on. Come out. Just sit on your porch. Just hear it. You're going to hear church because we're going to be outside. Saints, it's time. It's time. It's time. Let's go to Acts chapter 8, verse 26 through 34. And we're going to be ending with this, with this passage. Now, an angel of the Lord spoke to Philip, saying, Arise and go toward the south along the road which goes down the Jerusalem to Gaza. This is desert. So he arose and went. Now I want you to understand is that Philip listened to God. He didn't wait for anybody to come to him. He didn't wait for the people to flock to him. God says go out. I'm telling you where to go. I believe, saints, that God has given us opportunities to go certain places as a church with people's homes and around the community to spread the love of God. And I believe God is telling us to go. I believe God is telling us to get out of our comfort zone and go into the streets and go out and begin to tell our testimony. Tell what Christ has done for us and brought us through. Tell them about salvation. Tell them that Christ can do it for you. Tell them that Christ has come to set you free. Somebody needs to hear it. Somebody needs to hear about Jesus. I guarantee you there's somebody out there by Sister Janine's house that's been toiling in their heart. Mm, Jesus. Listen, he said, this is, uh, so he arose and went and behold a man of Ethiopia, a Enoch, Enoch of great authority under Candace, the queen of Ethiopians who had charge of all her treasury and had come to Jerusalem to worship was returning now this person already knew about God and was worshiping God and so why would Philip why would God tell Philip to go to this particular person I want you to get an understanding of this there are people out there who know about God but there's something else that they need to understand. There's something else that they're dealing with and they 
need a word. And sitting in his chariot, he was reading Isaiah the prophet. I, I believe there are people reading their word at night, and, but they're still dealing with things in their life. And they still are toiling and they're not understanding the word of God. And Sister Sharon had a testimony where she opened up the word of God and just didn't quite understand it. And, and, and nobody really guided her and leading her to the understanding of the word of God. I believe there are people on, in our community on the street that are sometimes at night they turn over and they look at the word of God and they just can't quite get an understanding and, and just might not be able to comprehend it and they close it up and they just lay back in their bed and they keep going through their trials and tribulation with no hope. But God is sending us somewhere. God is sending us somewhere. In Acts chapter 8 verse 29 it says, Then the Spirit said to Philip, Go near and overtake his chariot. God didn't say just go next to it. God didn't say wait for it to come. God says go and overtake the chariot. I'm telling you today is that God has asked us and is calling us as a church to go and overtake the area where we go. God has told Joshua when he was going against the army, wherever your foot tread, it belongs to you. I'm telling you the truth that God is an overtaking God with the power of spirit of love and goodness. He wants to overtake people's hearts with love. He wants to overtake people's hearts with peace. He wants to overtake people's hearts with joy. He wants to overtake people's hearts with hope that they can make it, that they can overcome, that they don't have to stay in their sin. But there's another way that Jesus is the way. But they need to hear from somebody who's been through it. It's time for us to overtake the chariot. It's time for us to overtake our community. It's time for us to overtake our streets and flood them with love and flood them with understanding. It's time to walk with a smile on our face. It's time to walk with garbage bags, cleaning up the neighborhood. It's time for them to see the church in the street. I can't do this anymore. I'm just coming into church. I'm going to hit it. Whether it's just two of us or three of us. We must go. We must go. So the spirit said to Philip, go near and overtake his chariot. So Philip ran to him. Oh, he didn't, he didn't, he didn't walk casually. Oh, man, pastor want to go out into the community. Oh, I got so much stuff to do. Oh, that's more money out of my pocket. I got to pay for hot dogs now. I got to try to bring this grill out here. I got to try to do this. I got to. No, Philip Ram. Listen, saints, we got to be able to have an attitude and our mindset need to change. For when we call and when we say we're going out to the street, we got to say, let's go. Let's run. Let's do this. Man, they get geeked about everything else out there. They get geeked about their music, doing their dances. Doing a stuff out there. When will the saints of God get excited about sharing the love of God as a group coming together with one power, with one mindset, powerful 20, 30 saints saying God can change your life. Because somebody's teetering. Somebody's out there listening. Somebody's out there looking for a hook. Somebody's out there looking for something. 
So Philip ran to him and heard him reading the prophet Isaiah and said, do you understand what you're reading? Do you understand what you're reading? Saints, what's happening? Saints, what's happening is people are reading and they don't understand. The reason why they don't understand and the reason why they can't really be converted and changed is because they're seeing so much stuff that is not of God. And they're saying that it's the church. And the stamp of approval is that, oh, it's the church. They can't truly change because they're seeing a false prophet or they're seeing a false act of what God looks like. And they look just like the world. And the stamp is on them and saying they're the church and they're not the church. They need to understand what they're reading. They need to get in the word and understand the word of God. Because if they just try to listen to a man, that man might lead them the wrong direction. It's time to understand what they are reading so they can have a revelation and change in their life understand the reading he said do you understand what you are reading and he said how can i unless someone guides me jesus how can i understand if someone guides me when you're in conversion and you're changing something is pulling on you and changing your heart something but you need somebody to guide you you need somebody somebody i know somebody in this place knew somebody whether it's a mother or auntie or your grandma guide you closer to Jesus. Somebody took your hand and led you into the word of God and broke that word down so you could get an understanding so it can move through your life and begin to change and work on you so your faith can increase, so your patience can increase, so your love can increase. Somebody took you by the hand. There is somebody out there that don't have nobody to take them by the hand. There is somebody out there that don't have a mama to lead them closer to Jesus. There is somebody out there that don't have a daddy to lead them closer to Jesus. There is somebody out there that don't have a grandmama, a grandfather. Why? Because the generation been messed up too many times and there's nobody to look back to that says I have Christ in my life. The generation has been dead over and over and over. So now when the kid is birthed and the kid is born, they don't have no grandmama to look to. They don't have no grandfather to look to. The only thing they're going to understand and look to, they heard God. I heard about him, but I just don't understand him. I heard about him, but I had nobody to guide me. Church, it's time to guide. It's time to guide. And he said, how can I unless someone guides me? And he asked Philip to come up and sit with him. The place in the scripture where he read was this. <laughs> he was led as a sheep to the slaughter. And as a lamb before his shearer is silent. So he opened not his mouth. In his humili humiliation, his justice was taken away. And who will declare his generation? For his life is taken from the earth. So the Enoch answered Philip and said, I ask you, of whom does this prophet say this is? 
Saints, people are reading the word of God and they've seen the passion of Christ and they've seen all this stuff, but they still don't know who Jesus is. They still need somebody to guide them in depth into the word of God to understand who are they talking about? Who is this passion? Who is this Jesus? Because it's going to be your testimony. The Jesus that that movie was talking about, that Jesus set me free. That Jesus died and, and, and set me free. I was on drugs. I was an addict. I was on alcohol. I was my wife bad I was destroying my family but Jesus came in and he changed my life that's who the Bible is talking about that's who that prophet is talking about somebody needs to be guided and know that Jesus can save that Jesus can heal that Jesus is a deliverer because all they seen is that fake stuff but you are in the church you have an experience of what is real it's time to you take your experience and show somebody I've experienced God and he tastes good it's time for you to tell the world about your experience tell them how great he is tell them and guide them by the hand so they can be set free tell them about Jesus tell them that he was a sheep of slaughter Tell him he didn't open up his mouth. Tell him that they took his justice away. Tell him that he glared over his generation. Tell him he came to set them free. Tell him. Tell him. So the Enoch answered Philip and said, I ask you, of whom does this prophet say this? Of himself or of someone other than man. Then Philip opened his mouth and believing at the scripture, preached Jesus to him. People can open up the word every day and still miss Jesus. Pharisees and the Sadducees knew the word of God in and out and they still miss Jesus. Saints, people are hurting and they're dying and they're suffering. And they're hearing things of the word of God. And they're in their word. And they're still missing Jesus. They're still missing him. Who will stand and guide them by the hand? Who will stand and say, God can set you free? Who will stand and say, God has set me free? Who will stand and say, God can move through your life? Who will stand and say, yes, God heal me? I remember I thought I was lost. I remember I had no hope. I remember when I was in depression, I was in fear. Who will guide them by the hand and show them Jesus? It's time to get out of the church. It's time to have service outside. Our neighborhood is dying every day. It's time to move. It's time to go and preach Jesus to them. Nothing else. Preach Jesus. Let us stand.